Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. The final week of the regular season in the NFL is upon us. Week 18 is at hand. Hello, welcome to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves. And before we do start looking ahead to those matchups from the Week 18 slate, I want to take a moment to reflect on what happened in Week 17, the final game, Monday Night Football, when the Bengals were taking on the Bills. And late in the the first half, of course, we had the sobering scene of the 24-year-old safety for the Buffalo Bills, uh, Damar Hamlin, suffering a cardiac arrest on the field. You had the sight of players crying, uh, coaches, fans, players on the field, frankly, not knowing how to react, how to respond, commentators working on the game. Um, met with a scenario that I'm sure many of them never envisaged. Um, they were shocking scenes for anyone that w- that saw them and obviously for those at, at the game. Um, for me personally, they brought back memories of Fabrice Mwamba, uh, for the Bolton player who suffered a cardiac arrest at Spurs way back in 2012. Obviously, the, the scenes with Christian Eriksen and what he went through at the Euros in 2021. Um, But I will say this, a lot of thanks and appreciation need to go to the first responders on the scene, the uh, medical staff in the stadium in Cincinnati, because the work they did there and then, the attention, medical attention they were able to give um, the the player on the field meant that Damar Hamlin had a chance. Um, As I record this show, Nearly 72 hours after the incident, um, I start recording as a, a statement drops from the Buffalo Bills, which reads as follows. Per the physicians caring for Damar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Damar has shown remarkable improvements over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal and he is making steady progress we are grateful for the love and support we have received. I am fairly confident that, obviously not being a medical expert, but I am confident that without that immediate attention Damar Hamlin received on the field, we might not even be at this stage right now. So whilst our love, our thoughts, our prayers go out to Damar Hamlin and his family and friends, great thanks go to those medical staff members that gave him urgent attention on the field um, as soon as the incident happened. And no doubt we will see plenty of shows of support, love and affection from around the NFL as we turn the page onto the final weekend in the NFL's regular season. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Well, this is it. 17 weeks are already in the books. One week of the regular season remains, and then it's the business end, the playoffs, the postseason. It's the path to the prize that 32 teams set out on way back at the beginning of September. Some of the playoff slots are secured. Some still remain open to be decided this weekend, and certainly seedings are at stake as well. If you are new to the show, welcome along. It's a fairly simple format. Each week, I look at the slate of games on offer, then look at the lines set by the odds makers. We break down the games, break down the matchups, 
compare it to that line and I will give my opinion as to whether I think that's a good line or whether they're a little bit out and which way I would go. Three games taken from each slate. And for the final weekend of the regular season, we start with an NFC East affair as the New York Giants, with a 9-6-1 record, head to the city of brotherly love to take on the Philadelphia Eagles with an NFC best 13-3 record. The Giants start this game as heavy underdogs. The oddsmakers have the Eagles as 14-point favourites. And on the face of it, it's Philadelphia who have everything to play for, while the New York Giants themselves, having already locked up the number six seed in the playoffs, seem to have little on the line. But as is often the case in the NFL, things are rarely quite what they seem. This is, of course, a divisional rivalry in the NFC East, and New York Giants head coach Brian Dable, immediately after they locked up that number six seed last weekend, um, turned around and he said, look, I don't really believe in resting my players. The quote was, you get rest after the season. It does appear, folks, that the Giants at least will start the game with their starters on the field. And you know what? Philadelphia come into this game with a few issues of them themselves. They've lost two straight heading into this matchup. The status of their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, he has a shoulder injury with his throwing arm. That seems to be in the air. He's still described as day-to-day on the team's practice reports. And then you've got uh, offensive lineman Lane Johnson as well, who's definitely out for this weekend. And let's be honest, the New York Giants would love nothing more than to spoil the party in Philadelphia. As I said right at the top, the city of brotherly love, well, the city of brotherly love wasn't showing its team with just two defeats heading into week 17. Much love at all at the half against the New Orleans Saints. They booed them off the field. And of course, the Saints went on to get a, a big win in Philadelphia, certainly big in terms of who ends up with the number one seed, and indeed, who ends up as the NFC East champions uh, when it's all said and done. Basic straight up, should Philadelphia win this game? Yes, they should. Will they win it by more than two scores? Well, I'm not so sure. Philly blew out the New York Giants by 48 points to 22 when they met uh, around about a month ago in New York. Uh, But a lot's changed since then. Uh, having booked their postseason berth, the Giants, um, frankly, no more want to head into the playoffs on the back of, of a big morale-sapping loss than they do with injuries to their key players. So they do have a little bit on the line themselves here. On the other hand, Philadelphia find themselves in a position where right now, as we speak, they hold the number one seed heading into the postseason and a first round bye. Should they lose this game and the San Francisco 49ers win, The 49ers gain that number one seed. Philadelphia drops down to number two. Should they lose this game and the Dallas Cowboys win, it's not just dropping down to the number two seed that's at stake for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Dallas Cowboys would then leap up ahead of them as NFC East champions and take the number two seed. The Philadelphia Eagles would slip all the way down to the number five seed. And that would mean that there's every chance there's no home playoff game played at Lincoln Financial Field in this postseason. Um, also on the line, do you want to play your starting quarterback if he's not fully fit? That Let's be honest, that's why Jalen Hurts hasn't played in the last two weeks. They want to get him healthy for the postseason. If he's not healthy, and the fact that he's designated as day-to-day on the injury report suggests he isn't, potentially it could be 
one bad hit away for from his season being over. That would be a disaster for the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. This, folks, is the dilemma that this team now faces, having failed to take either of the opportunities handed to them in the last two weeks. If they had won either of the two games against the Dallas Cowboys or last week at the New Orleans Saints, that's it. They can rest any player they like because they've locked up the number one seed. They've got a first round by in the playoffs. Everything's smelling of roses in the Philadelphia Garden and the city of brotherly love is loving its team. The fact they lost both of those games means that for Nick Sirianni and this team, there is now a dilemma heading into the final week of the regular season. Throw into the equation as well um, the opportunity that now lies before the Giants. You know, the chance to land a huge blow to a division rival and add big-time momentum on their own pathway into the postseason. Uh, I've got every confidence that this one is going to turn into one of those old-fashioned, physical, attritional type of hard-fought NFC East rivalry games uh, this Sunday. And given the situation, um, the Eagles, I think, should get the win. I think it's going to be a lot closer than the odds makers um, have set the line at here. I, I think this is one that could go into the fourth quarter. So I'm going to take the New York Giants on the line here to cover those 14 points. Take the New York Giants at plus 14. Okay, game two picks from this final slate of the NFL's regular season sees the LA Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions with their 5-11 and record, traveling up to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Seattle Seahawks with their even 500, 8-8 record. And the Seahawks go into this game as six-and-a-half-point favorites. It's not quite a win-and-you're-in scenario for the Seahawks in terms of the playoffs, but they do have to effectively win this game and then sit tight, biting their fingernails uh, for Sunday night football uh, to keep their season alive. There is a scenario whereby a tie could be enough for Seattle, but frankly, the equation is too much for, for my mind uh, to handle right now. So we'll stick to the, the basic one of Seattle have to take care of business. They play before the Packers. They need to win their game and hope that the Packers do not, hope that the Lions can do them a favour. Um, on paper, it should be a fairly straightforward task, you would think, for the, the Seattle Seahawks, um, especially when you consider they're going up against a team who's lost their starting quarterback in Matthew Stafford for the year. The reigning defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, um, has been lost a number of weeks ago as well for the season. Uh, and they've only managed to win five games all year long. They're 5-11, and 11, remember. Um, yet, it's another divisional rivalry, obviously. And Baker Mayfield has flown into Los Angeles. And in the four games that he's played for the Rams, he's actually played quite well. The team as a whole are 2-2 two and two, um, over those four games. They've also got the former Seahawk linebacker Bobby Wagner um, in, in their starting lineup. And remember, when Bobby Wagner signed for the Rams, he stated one of the reasons for signing for the LA Rams was the fact he got an opportunity to play against Seattle twice a season. You better believe that he wants to have a say in how their season ends this weekend. Um, Cam Akers at running back as well has been given a second chance by the Rams and he seems to be taking it. He had over 100 yards on the ground rushing in last weekend's big win for them. Um, you look at the Jets and what, uh, sorry, you look at the Seahawks rather, what have they done? Well, they did take care of the Jets last weekend, 
But that win came um, following three straight losses for the Seattle Seahawks. They have not been playing their best football of the year in the month that pretty much matters most, the month of December. Um, And when they faced the LA Rams last time around, they beat them in LA in a SoFi Stadium, but they only won that game, you know, by four points. Uh, And that will be a a little bit of a cause for concern. Um, All that being said, one man for me is the key to to unlocking this game if you're favouring the Seattle Seahawks. And that man is rookie running back Kenneth Walker. If he can run the ball as effectively as we saw last weekend in that win over the New York Jets, that in turn takes a ton of pressure off quarterback Geno Smith. It opens up the play-action pass scenario for them. It opens up the possibility of getting Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf and co um, in open space downfield. And it also means that you're you're then forcing the Rams on defense to play a little bit uh, of a guessing game. I would think that Kenneth Walker can have a big day this weekend. Remember, this is a banged-up Ram, Rams team. Um, you would think they've got a little more than pride to play for. But it is the last game of their Super Bowl championship winning reign as well. If Kenneth Walker doesn't run the ball well in this game, this is going to be a tough day for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, You just know that the Rams are desperate to have one last hurrah this season. Whether they've got enough about them to win this game and overcome the atmosphere you're going to have in Seattle on Sunday, the 12th man is going to be raucous up there in the Pacific Northwest. Well, that's open to debate. Uh, but with Baker Mayfield calling the shots under center, they've certainly got the, enough about themselves to keep this to a one-score game for me. You look at that line with the, the Seahawks as six-and-a-half-point favorites. I think it might be too big. I'm going to back Sean McVay and the reigning Super Bowl champion LA Rams to stay tight, stay close in this game. I'm going to take the Rams at plus 6.5. Graves on Gridiron. Well, the final game of the regular season is the final game on this week's slate of three that we've taken in the podcast. It is the Detroit Lions with an even 508-8 record traveling to their NFC North rivals, the Green Bay Packers, also with an 8-8 record at Lambeau Field. The Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. This is the equation, folks. If the Rams upset the Seahawks earlier in the day, this becomes a win and you're in scenario for both the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Regardless of what happens in Seattle, that is the scenario for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers going into this Sunday night football matchup. Green Bay, remarkably, are on a four-game winning streak. By me included, they were written off around about a month ago when they stood there with a 4-8 and record. And yet now they enter the final week of the regular season with their fate resting, their destiny is resting in their own hands. They have home field advantage. They have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. There's still the magic there in Aaron Rodgers, without doubt. Um, that being said, this is not the same old Detroit Lions team. In years gone by, you'd have said, well, Rodgers, Lambeau Field, the Packers, winning you're in, they'll take care of the business. The Lions are a different team now. They're a physical team. They play in the image of their head coach, Dan Campbell. They are 7-2 and two over their last nine games. And they've beaten the Green Bay Packers in each of their last two meetings, including a 15-9 win over Green Bay two months ago at the start of November. Each of those wins, though, it should be noted, were in Detroit. 
inside a dome. Well, Sunday night is not in Detroit. It's not inside a dome. It's in the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. And the last time these two teams played there, Green Bay were the 35-17 winners. The Packers will also point to to that last defeat against the Lions. Uh, 15-7, they went down in that game. Or 15-9, they went down in that game. Aaron Rodgers turned the ball over when they were within scoring range on a couple of occasions. That cost Green Bay um, on that occasion. I think that the Packers will, will look at this game, playoff-type atmosphere, under the lights. It all seems to, to favour them. This is new territory for this Detroit Lions team. For many of their players, frankly, it'll be the first time they've experienced this type of atmosphere. It will be the biggest game of their professional NFL careers. For some, well, they've experienced this before. Most notably, Jamal Williams uh, running back. He's just six yards shy of recording his first ever 1,000 rushing yard season. He's also a former Green Bay Packer. He knows what it's like to play in this sort of atmosphere in Lambeau Field, as does Jared Goff at quarterback. Remember, he played here, albeit in a losing cause, uh, back in the time when he was with the LA Rams. The experience those two have are going to be critical going into this game if the Lions are to cause an upset. Um, That said, look, Aaron Rodgers has already established himself a Hall of Fame career, and he's playing better right now, I feel, than he has done at any other point this season. The understanding he's now developed with this inexperienced receiving core is better than it's been at any other time this season, particularly with rookie wide receiver Christian Watson, who has the speed to take the top off any defense. And as we've seen on occasions, the the Detroit Lions defense does have issues uh, um, in the secondary. I, I think Watson, with his deep, deep threat speed, combined with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and what they bring to the running game. I think this creates a a dilemma for for this Lions defense. I think it probably gives them too much to handle on Sunday night. Um, And look, we all know these are the the nights that this venue, Lambeau Field, was made for. Playoff-type atmosphere, under the lights, cold winter months. This is the the stuff that this... This arena was, you know, the history of it was was built on. As you probably gathered, I, I like the Green Bay Packers for this matchup. I like the way they're playing the football right now. They destroyed the Minnesota Vikings last week. The Vikings are the NFC North champions. They've won 12 games. They were no match for the Packers last weekend. And I think given what's at stake this weekend, what's on the line for Rodgers, for the Packers, regardless of what happens elsewhere, they know win this game, they're in the postseason. It doesn't matter to them what the Lions can do, what the Seahawks can do. It is all in those their hands. And I think we saw last weekend enough to suggest that the Packers have found themselves this season. The line is set at four and a half points. The Packers are four and a half point favourites. I think they win this game and they cover that spread in the process. Take the Green Bay Packers at minus four and a half points. Okay, just to recap the three games taken from the final weekend slate of games then in the NFL's regular season. First up, NFC East rivalry, the New York Giants going to Philadelphia. The Eagles might have the better record. They may win this game, but take the Giants to cover the 14-point spread. Take the Giants at plus 14. Then it's on to the Pacific Northwest. 
the NFC West as the LA Rams defending Super Bowl champions. They won't be retaining that crown this year, but they go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks, take the Rams to cover the spread at plus 6.5, and then we finish in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Packers taking on the Detroit Lions, a chance for Aaron Rodgers to lead this team back from 4-8 and eight at one point this season all the way to a wildcard spot in the postseason. Take the Packers to do it and cover their spread in the process. Take Green Bay at minus four and a half points. As we always say, folks, it's about having fun. This show is about adding enjoyment to the entertainment that we all get on a weekend with the NFL. Keep that in mind. We hope that we deliver a perfect 3-0 record to round off the regular season in the NFL. As always, if you want to read a little bit more detail about the three matchups we've discussed, go to my website, rdgmedia.uk. Click on the Talking Sport app, um, tab there and you will see NFL Week 18 overcoming the odds, three games to watch. Click on that and you can read all about those three matchups. Alternatively, get in touch. Hit me up on Twitter, at RichardGraves1. Always love to hear your opinions and thoughts on the games selected. But... For the final time in the regular season, enjoy the matchups this weekend. And as we always say, let's win them all. So long, everybody. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts. And keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one.